International. I barely even leave my apartment anymore. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm, I'm either fighting off a nervous breakdown or I am acknowledging where we're at in this world. That, that's what's happening currently. I don't want to see people, but I need to be around them. And I don't know where specifically to go, but I want to go everywhere. It's a very strange feeling to have. And um, I'm just being honest because honesty is the best policy. That's, you know, I, you know, I don't want to use this particular platform to vent my feelings and emotions. So we're, we're, we're going to avoid that. But uh, holy shit. Um, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm fucking bored, man. I'm bored. My name is Ryan. I was a teen in the 90s. I am not a millennial. But most of my guests are. Most of them. Probably all of them. Good portion of them. Good portion. Strong millennials they are. Able to pull a horse carriage at least 50 miles without breaking a sweat. If it doesn't fit, you must equip. Oh, <laughs> this is the good life. Just relax and let my mind drift. Having Y2K compliant. Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aquaman? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan with the Millennials. All right. Hello. Shalom. Assalamualaikum to all my listeners out there. It's good to have you back. Thank you. A small one week hiatus for the show, but we are back in action and uh, we're ready to go. Holy crap. So much has happened in the past two weeks that I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I bought a Booker T and the MGs record because I collect vinyl now. I'm going through a midlife crisis. That's what you do. And uh, let's see. The government wants us all to die. So that pretty much covers everything. We are here with a very special guest. Very happy to have you on the show today. Uh, it's my good friend and yours, Colton, everybody. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. You look very well. Oh, that's good. You know, you sh you used to have a very brushy mustache and you Ooh. shaved it off. And I'm now used to this new look that you're sporting. But now what I'm also noticing is there, there's a bit of a glow now to oh. you. Yeah. Do you feel like you're glowing a little bit more now, now that you've shed some weight? I do. I feel that way. I found a, a picture of my mustache on my uh, phone and it threw me off. I was like, who's this guy on yeah. my phone? And I really looked at it. I was like, have I been wearing that for three plus years? That's insane. Yeah. Well, <laughs> has it been, was it that long? It, I don't know. I've lost track. It would, Time bends when you have a mustache. Is that, I yeah. wouldn't know. It would take me three years to even try to grow something <laughs> like you grow. Like it's one of those things, like I would imagine people who may be in the early stages of going bald, look at other men mm. who have full heads of hair and they're just like, oh God, I remember remember the good old days and yeah and i'm the opposite i'm i look at people with full facial hair and i'm like god damn how great would it be to have that much testosterone in my right. body exactly to be yeah. able to grow something <laughs> like that but you know you work with what you got 
Yeah, and uh, the mustache was nice. Uh, really difficult to eat food at times. Yeah, that, is that? I think that was the final straw. I was yeah. having some Korean food, mm-hmm. and it was like every bite I had to wipe my face, my whole face. Yeah, what were you eating? It was like a beef stew thing. Yeah, you got the sauciest thing on yeah, the menu. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> and uh, it had like a red sauce, so the napkin was like really red. Yeah. It almost looked like I was bleeding yeah. out of my mouth. And uh, <laughs> so I thought, you know, maybe I ought to see what's underneath the stash. Sure. And uh, the next day, I just cut it right off. I like to think at the end of that meal, you were looking at that napkin and you were like, God damn it, I have to make a change. I'm like looking at it, man, that's a lot of food wasted. That right is on a, that. <laughs> yeah, I spent $17 <laughs> on this stew and I ate about $4 worth of it. <laughs> I could totally relate to that. Uh, but uh, I would imagine Halloween costumes also presented a challenge. Yeah, you kind of have to... Um you have to work within the bounds of that mustache. So you're you're playing a lot of detectives. Yeah. You're playing a lot of secret <laughs> agents. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, which was fun. It, it was fun. Um, but you also wear glasses. Do you wear them all the time? I do. I used to have contacts. Okay. But Ryan, they gave me a corneal abrasion. What the I think fuck? is how you say it. You know what? Fuck Bausch and Loam <laughs> and uh, Clear Eyes and all those other, all that big contact yeah. lens companies. Big optical, they call it in the uh, the media. Yeah, I saw that um, that one video that was floating around online yeah. about glasses. Mm-hmm. Maybe it also relates to contacts. I don't know. It might. I don't know. What was the video about? I didn't see this. Oh, it was like how one company controls all the, the glasses companies. Oh. And so the prices <laughs> you pay are determined by one entity, you know. Oh, my God. There's, w- there's just one guy in an office like, I think I'll charge this much for these. Yeah. And then something, the only other thing I remember from that is that Oakley... I guess sunglasses brand. Yeah. They were like, no, we don't want to play by your rules. And so then that company just bought them out. Oh, wow. So then, uh, yeah. Yeah. What about Warby Parker? Do they fall under that umbrella? Um, I wish I knew what that was. Okay. So what I'm wearing right now are Warby Parker frames. Oh, is that like a high end? Cause I'm wearing like $39 glasses.com frames. Okay. Uh, good question. The best way I can answer this is that they come off as high end frames. They're competing with the designer frames, Okay, but they are, uh, I believe they're manufactured with affordable materials. Mm. They're durable as fuck. I've had these for a few years now. Yeah. I do have to switch out the lenses. That's another story. Sure. But, um, Warby Parker appealed directly to that mid thirties, male female bookworm sort of kind of too old to be a hipster but still wrapping their arms around hipster ideals (laughs) so to speak does that make sense yeah yeah so like uh you know if you ever been to a yola tango concert warby parker is the company that wants to speak to you and uh their glasses i think these were only like a hundred bucks I had to go get, Um, you know, an an exam, obviously, and get the frames put in. That was a little extra. But um, I'm very satisfied with my frames. And (laughs) they they seem to be, they appear to be a very independent company. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't do enough research to know if that's true or not. But here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this podcast, by the way, sponsored by Warby Parker. Warby Parker. Yeah. yeah. And $39frames.com. <laughs> so if you're in the market. Which they say frames made in the U.S. Initial attraction for me. Ah. Um, but if you were to remove these glasses from my face, uh, you would see the word China inscribed into uh, the side. Is that right? So yeah. I don't know what that means or, other than it's made in China and they lied to me. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> Are you an ardent made in the USA shopper 
Uh, yeah, I would probably put myself kind of towards that, uh, that arena, yeah. that group, I guess. Um, how come I work for a company that makes a lot of boots in the U S and so I guess that kind of instilled like a quality. Usually if you're going to make something in the U S and pay the higher, you know, worker salary, you're also going to go ahead and make it a good quality. Yeah. Otherwise, why would you buy a, a crappily? crappily yeah sure a poorly crafted yeah uh boot so yeah i found myself buying a lot of u.s goods when i can it's like a supporting the economy kind of yeah. giving people jobs yeah that's very noble of you yeah what uh, how do you where do you stand on artisanal items such as things people sell at farmers markets and seven dollar chocolate bars and things like that uh okay the seven dollar chocolate bar threw me off there um but people making stuff and selling it that's cool well you know how they're not necessarily small businesses because they're not incorporated they're right more than yeah. likely you know two people who get together maybe a married couple of some mm -hmm. sort and in their apartment they will make their own soap or they will make their own mayonnaise or they will Ooh. you know uh, and they will do this by tracking down you know ingredients directly from a source and essentially what they're doing is they're avoiding things like drop shipping which is just you mm -hmm. know you know uh, scattered warehouses around the country yeah the whole point is is that they're making it themselves yeah and as a result the cost is higher right because you're paying for their labor and you're paying for their goods and uh you're basically supporting what will eventually become a small business yeah um but things like that tend to get a bad rap like the whole kale thing and you know that's lumped into that sort of lifestyle really oh the lifestyle okay yeah so it's like oh it's a hippie it, come, it, 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 it can come off pretentious in, sure. in some way i don't really understand why yeah um you know maybe the labeling has a a left of center font mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. But I, I love buying $7 chocolate bars from, you know, four dudes that decided not to work in an office anymore. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, they just Good put shit them. together. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to make chocolate or would even know where to begin with that. So Yeah, it's yeah, me neither. That's why I buy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or else I'd be making my own shit. What, uh, are you, you're, are you, you're not a candy guy or you do a... No, not, uh, not terribly so. Although yeah. I really do crave sweets, yeah. but when I go to the store, I'm so set in just, I'm going to go get the exact same things I always get yeah. because I can do it mindlessly Sure, that I return home. I'm like, I'm feel like I just got the most boring food. <laughs> what do you get? Uh, I get sandwich meat. Okay. I get uh, cheese and bread. Yeah. There you go. Um, uh, I don't know how to, uh, I'm going to sound like an idiot here, but the, uh, the tan, Tangelos, yeah, Tangelos, yeah, love those. Oh yeah, they're like sweeter than an orange. They sure are. I feel like are those the seedless ones? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although I did get one with seeds. Uh oh. Um, but it wasn't a deal breaker. You it's seem such good. You, it's so sweet. You seem to have some bad luck as a consumer with the made in China glasses <laughs> and the, the seeded Tangelos. Yeah, we I need I'm, to write some letters. I'm promised things, and then yeah, but I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I don't care. Yeah. I, I'm like, oh, that's a disappointment. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, that's what life goes on. Yeah. That's good. You got your priorities in check. Yeah. Where are you from? Right here in Austin. Is that right? Yeah. Born and raised? I've, I've spent a good time up in, well, I don't know about a good time, but I've spent some time up in Round Rock and then a good time in San Marcos. That was fun. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> college? I'm, I'm, yeah, college. Okay. I'm glad to be uh, well within the bounds of the city yeah. again, so that's nice. 
Do you see yourself staying in Austin for the duration of your life? Uh, I guess not because I had the option to buy a couch and it was like 500 or like 600 bucks. And yeah. I thought, Ooh, that's a big commitment. <laughs> like I would have to stay here for a long time to make that worth my sure. dollar. Yeah. I, so I'm thinking I'd rather just get like a, like a dumpster couch or like a hundred dollar couch. Okay. And that way I can flee the city at any time <laughs> yeah. to go, to go anywhere. I just like that. That's the major purchase driving your <laughs> yeah. decision. Cause I thought you were going to say apartment. Or <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. But the couch is the thing that you're like, I probably shouldn't invest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm not home terribly often. Like I wake up, it would be nice to have something to sit on and drink coffee. Uh, I just kind of kiss the microphone. <laughs> That's all right. I do it all the time. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I worked in uh, radio and I would always be like on the mic, just eat the mic, eating the mic away. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of gross because everyone does that in radio and sure. nobody's changing out the foam pad. Uh, so it's even it's, worse in standup because people are spitting oh, all yeah, over it. Sure. It smells like their breath and <laughs> they're all doing coke and boozing up and it's just it's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> uh, but uh, I digress. The reason why I ask if you're going to stay here is because mm-hmm. uh, you're a man of many interests. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about radio in a little bit, but mm-hmm. you are uh, quite the shutterbug. Yeah. Is that something the kids are still saying these days? Um, when you when you said it, it felt right, but it also felt uh, like a long night had passed yeah. since I had heard it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very poetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been saying that a lot lately, so I might yeah. say it again. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, you, are, you are quite a photographer. Yeah, thank you. What is your Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is probably the worst because it's Colt Matoka, which is not inherently easy to know how to spell. Well, you know. But, um, yeah. Anything is, nothing is inherently easy to spell when somebody... True, that's true. But that's the beauty of the people you should follow feature on those apps. Yeah, yeah. Um, but how long have you been doing that? Uh, Instagram, for a while. Well, photography. Uh, oh, photography. Yeah, fuck Instagram. Yeah, that's, that's more important. I just Let, wanted you to plug <laughs> your, your account. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, it's getting a little weird lately, but uh, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I've been pissing off a lot of people. Why? Well, because I, um, I feel like I like to mock people uh, online uh, in a little bit. In what sense? This is interesting, and the only reason why I'm going to ask is because I, I, I love yeah. your pictures. <laughs> I read the captions. They're very funny. Thank you. I, I not for one second thought you were mocking anybody. Oh, good. Uh, so I'm, that's probably a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Well, so. Well, but fuck it. Before we, before we yeah. jump into that, let me just ask you point blank. Mm-hmm. Are you mocking people? I am. Oh. <laughs> I am sometimes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, and it's, I've had Strangers people, or friends? mostly friends okay uh which i guess is why people aren't uh, as upset but people will message me sometimes to explain themselves yeah and i'm like you don't have to you know explain yourself you do you and then i'll mock that yeah i guess now is it done playfully though yeah it's it's playful a little crude sometimes it's not like malicious you're not like hey look at this asshole with the big nose no, no, it's never about the the people themselves. Right, that's what I it's more I don't like uh like I don't like ads. Yeah. Would be a good example. I really hate ads. So yeah. sometimes like I'm I'm friends with people who have like 30,000 followers or mm-hmm. you know whatever, large enough amount where you know a company will pay them to post content uh-huh. about the product. Okay. Like Bud Light is a really good example. Sure, yeah. Uh so that that gets posted a lot usually around different festivals and stuff like that yeah um 
and I, it really annoys me like greatly. Uh, yeah. Why? Why does it annoy you? Because you're just, you're just not a fan of marketing. Yeah. You don't like being sold something. Right. Especially, I feel like it's, I'm following that person for their content, for their creativity. And then it's like, boom, ad. I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah. And I guess it's just more. So I, I started, there was like a, what was it? Uh, it was Sweet Leaf Tea. Yeah. Like back in August. That's a local around. company. Yeah which usually I'm in favor of local stuff. Sure. Um, but they they were paying like everybody to post Sweet Leaf Tea ads with like a sp- very specific caption and they had to like do the, the picture in a certain way and they messaged like a ton of people and people that had a lot of followers were getting like hundreds, maybe even, I don't know. I don't know what the actual amount, but maybe thousands. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But yeah. they were also offering like 15 bucks to some people to post, okay. which did not include the Sweet Leaf Tea. Uh huh. So it was like, it's going to be 13 bucks and change that you'll actually make off of it. Sure. Yeah. And I just thought that was so ridiculous that people would post a, you know, an ad on their page for $13. Yeah. And so I went out and bought a sweet leaf tea and I went, you know, it had to be something that you would normally photograph. So I went to an abandoned place Yeah. and I, I put the tea in there and I got a shot of just like my like mid thigh mm-hmm. and I, I peed into the sweet leaf tea bottle <laughs> Okay. and then took their caption and put it on Did the Did you picture. actually pee in it? Is it? Is, I actually peed in it. Your method. Matt, who's been on your show last week? Yeah. He, he took the picture for me. Okay. All right. And that, and then I posted that and that was the, probably the most mockery that I've ever done. Well, cause blatant. you throughout your account and I'm hoping mm-hmm. that some people who listen to the show will now follow you. Uh, to me, it, it's a very expertly done sort of send up of what artistic photography yeah. presents itself as. Yeah. So just to give you an example, you, you mentioned that you uh, take pictures in abandoned places, yeah. warehouses, churches, racetracks, the roller skating rink was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I, I, I notice when you take pictures like that in those places, obviously things are dilapidated, they're mm-hmm. rusty, they're dusty, they're broken. And then you, you, the caption will read, uh, coming to you live from the grand opening of Blockbuster Video. Yeah. You know, or hey, drink Sprite. And it'll be like, there'll be just like this crushed bottle or broken bottle yeah. or of something on, on furniture. or, And it's very clear that like you're taking this sort of, you know, the, not necessarily a nihilistic stance, but it, it, it's very funny. It's sort mm-hmm. of, it's irreverent and it's, you're, I, I didn't know that you were, this was a reaction to um, Instagram marketing. Yeah. Now that I know, that's cases, kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. But like I, I, the humor was certainly coming through. I mean, what what the viewer is looking at. Right. And then t- to read the corresponding caption, it just adds a little flair to what we're looking at. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if that was what your intention was. Uh, but now that I'm talking to you, it's kind of yeah. interesting to see like what inspired it. I feel like there's a couple different personalities at play. Sometimes I'll just, uh, something will just pop in my head and I'll just post it on there or something that I was in a comedy show, like an improv show. Um, but then definitely a lot of the blockbuster and Sprite are again, kind of going back to the, the mockery of sorts. It's maybe. a bit of a fuck you. Yeah. It's like everybody has like these sponsors. So I made up my own sponsors. Yeah. And then of course those sponsors are, you know, blockbuster. That's ridiculous. <laughs> sure. <so>. And diet <laughs> Sprite. Diet Sprite. Which is also ridiculous. Yeah, it is. First of all, Sprite, you know, it, it, it's just such an odd product. 
to like to mark to be a, a sponsored by or to like vow allegiance to like i only drink sprite and i don't drink <laughs> anything else and fuck you if you don't like it it's, yeah. you never hear someone say that but then you went the extra length and you were like diet sprite because who the fuck drinks that <laughs> it's like you'd be hard pressed to find a sprite drinker who's so concerned about their health that they want to get diet they just yeah. need to go diet <laughs> um diet coke a little bit more rational but um i think the pictures are great i mean Thank who you. who uh give any an example of someone uh, without mentioning names, obviously, mm. maybe just rehash the instant incident of someone who got upset because they felt they were being mocked. Oh, I don't know if I've I've had some people um, definitely unfollow, and uh, I've definitely been blocked uh, a number of times. Which I don't know. Does that affect your your Instagram score? Oh, I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who I don't. Uh, but no, I, it seems like a lot of people will reach out and be like, Hey, you know, I was offered more than, than 15 bucks or, you know, yeah, like they'll, they'll want to explain, like, I didn't, I didn't sell myself out for nothing. Mm. You know, I, I actually made money or, or I only I'll endorse products I like or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Which to me is like, if I like a product, great, but I'm not going to tell anybody about it. You know, you don't want to be defined yeah. by the things you buy. Or the uh, brands that you endorse. Yeah, or at least if I'm going to wear a shirt with a, you know, like a like a Nike shirt or something, mm-hmm. you know, I would want to, you got to buy that. Sure. Like you have to buy a shirt and then wear it and then you're advertising for that brand. Yeah. And you paid them to advertise their product. I, I don't know. I don't, I prefer not to be a walking billboard myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, this is the shirt I'm wearing today is one of the very few shirts I have that even have something printed on it. Right. Yeah. And it's a, a, a local public radio station. So I don't yeah. mind showing that off. No, that's uh, fine. But um, the other side of the argument of that is, you know, people are uh, artistic people, creative people, mm-hmm. especially it's not easy to make a living true and so not were they to amass a following whether it be on social media or mm-hmm. off of it um aren't they entitled to maybe yeah. a reward of some sort no yeah sure absolutely um and you are right yeah when you're when you're taking pictures or, or whatever your medium is for art it's not you're not doing that because you're wanting to roll in the money mm-hmm. like if you want to roll in the money you'll go get a law degree or become a politician or something yeah. or you know. slave away in a cubicle right yeah yeah definitely making art and all the frustration that goes into that is not a, a always or usually not a lucrative career mm-hmm. and then if it is something that is worth something it's usually after you're already dead so <laughs> at that point you're not really benefiting much from you know no i would say that you're not benefiting at all if you're right dead. exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah um so well, no, I could see that side of it as well, for sure. Yeah. There's definitely, I don't know, maybe hypocrisy in mocking people for that. Uh, I think every American is a hypocrite on some level. Yeah, sure. Um, but let's say, maybe not Diet Sprite or Blockbuster mm-hmm. since they don't exist anymore, but um, let's say you were contacted. Yeah. Um, would you entertain the notion of a, promoting a, a, a product or a brand? That's something uh, I feel like. Well, let me add this in. And they told you that you could do it any way you want. Yeah. And I feel like that happens too. I mean, I've definitely benefited from uh, corporate. Like I, I uh, Bud Light had a group of us that they paid to go out to like Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, to do what? Take pictures of the Bud Light can. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. They, it was like an all expense paid trip. And, um, and I went on that trip and didn't take a single picture of the Bud Light can. Uh, let's hold on for one second. <laughs> I need so to know I how, how did this materialize? Um, it was, it was again through some, it was like, um, Bud Light had a new can coming out. So they wanted to, to try to do that marketing through Instagram and through social media and stuff like that. So they, um, they contacted groups like Instagram communities and oh, do those exist. Yeah. Yeah. IG Austin, Texas is one okay. uh, here in, here in, uh, Austin that I, uh, engage with frequently. Yeah. Um, and that was also the group that, that, uh, was one of the many groups that hosted that particular event. How does, how does the group form though? Instagram is not necessarily a group. They usually like make a, a channel and then they feature people on it oh, and they, they get a group of people together and, and each person takes a turn like hosting it or, oh, or whatever. Sort of like Tignataro's Twitter. And, uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't follow her. Uh, Tignataro doesn't tweet herself. She has mm. uh, up and coming comedians do it for her. Oh, okay. And based on what I've gathered is that a comedian does it for a day mm-hmm. and then they pass it off to a friend of theirs. Yeah. So this kind of sounds something similar. Like IG Austin is this sort of um, headless organization. Maybe. And all of you are contacted to post for that account. And Bud Light contacted that account, whoever holds it. Yeah. And asked who among people that have posted for you, would you recommend Mm -hmm. for this? And they said your name. Um, I would say it's more they, uh, I think somebody definitely quote unquote owns the account. And then there's like a group of people who are part of like the inner circle for it. And then everybody else is just like people who engage in the community. Okay. Um, and then, then they'll feature like someone will pick a, a photo each day to, to post, but it's usually like the same group of people that are picking the photos I from see. the rest of the community. Okay. So there is an organization. To yeah, it. There's a, there is, there's yeah. a, um, uh, not an agenda, but there's a, a um, a criteria. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, so Bud Light went through them mm-hmm. and then IG Austin contacted you. Yeah. One of their, and they were like, people. how would you like to go take a picture of a huge ass can right. of beer that white, fraternity guys drink when they're out of college <laughs> yeah and i and my first question back was how much do i have to pay to go on this trip mm-hmm. and do i actually have to take a picture and post it of yeah. the can and then their answer was you don't have to pay anything and technically we don't have to make you take a picture yeah i guess not <laughs> and so i just i mean there was a lot of people that went to that so they didn't notice me not taking any photos sure yeah that, so yeah. I mean, you got a free trip out of it. Yeah. Well, that's it cool. was a good trip too. It was a lot of fun. So I reap the benefits of capitalism. Yeah. Uh, so that makes me a hypocrite for sure, uh, which is fine. I'm you know, comfortable with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm a hypocrite on so many levels, yeah. but I, you know, I don't care to get into all of them right now. Right. Sure. Uh, well, okay. So what, is there a brand or a company out there that you would love to endorse? Um, I mean, I guess they're, I don't know. Do you want to make money as a photographer? Is that something you want to do? Uh, not necessarily. I, I just enjoy photography. I feel like when you start making money doing something that has the potential to suck the you know the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily guaranteed to do that, but uh, that it could. So I wonder, will I still enjoy or have time to do the things that I like doing in photography 
if I'm, you know, utilizing as a, a source of income. Right. Uh, so I've been kind of content with having like a day job and then doing photography for fun and for creativity. Yeah. Um, on, on kind of my free time, I guess, as it is. And uh, when did you start? Were you were you on the yearbook committee or something in high school? Or? No, I uh, I had a Polaroid 600. Okay. Uh, which I actually took a lot of photos with until they stopped making the film for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I probably went a little while without doing photography uh, so much. And then when uh, I got a smartphone that actually kind of triggered me back into uh, interest in it. And then um, I started doing it a lot more, got it, got my hands on a, a pawn shop uh, Canon camera yeah. that had dirt all over it. I knew nothing about camera, so I didn't know. I just bought it, started shooting with it. It's like 25 bucks? Yes. It was, it was, I think it was like 50 or, or something like okay. that. It was cheap. It was like, like you should pause before you buy this cheap. Yeah. Uh, but I got it. And then I was like, did you, you, did you blow the dust off of it? Like yeah. in the store? Like, when I was the like a whole cloud lifted. I was like, this is really dirty. Is it like, will that be bad for the camera? And the guy's like, Oh no, it's just on the outside. Yeah. Like he didn't know. So I was like, that makes enough sense for me. I'm going to impulse buy this. Yeah. And, uh, but then I just started doing photography every day. Uh, yeah. I, and, I feel like that's where it really took off. I don't know how long ago that was. Yeah. Um, because you're still a young guy. How old are you? I'm 26. Okay. On my way to 27. So this is a recent uh, uh, hobby or uh, I would say I've been obsession. doing it for probably probably at least three years. Okay. Um, Do you, have a, you have a very uh, honed eye for it though. Oh, I appreciate that. I mean, have you been told that before? Um, I feel like I'm just blowing smoke up your ass this whole episode, but <laughs> I, I, mean, I like what you do. That's why, you know, I've, uh, I want to talk to you about it. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I, um, I don't know. I purposely try to look at other people's work mm -hmm. and try to figure out what's interesting about that work and then take inspiration from that when I go out. Um, and I, I think sometimes you get caught up especially when you're doing abandoned stuff, there's so much to see and you're not supposed to be there. So there's like a bit of an adrenaline and you're, and you're constantly thinking, okay, what's going to be down the next hallway. So you're maybe not always taking the time to stop and think about what you're shooting. Yeah. Um, but what's, what's the, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, when you do slow down, that's when you start to, you know, really get critical about things and say, what's making this shot interesting? Yeah. How do I heighten that, you know, and, and uh, minimize the distractions in the photograph? I think what I, what I personally like about your pictures is that there is a story being told. Oh. And that, that to me is, I think that's what really makes anything stand alone. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned smartphones earlier. Yeah. And my opinion on, on that as a, pertains to photography is that mm -hmm. there is so much bad photography now sure and there's so many people who think they are photographers mm -hmm. or that they have the eye of a photographer right but they don't i don't doubt that they're looking at something interesting and cool mm -hmm. that is not in question here but i think what makes a good picture or a good painting mm -hmm. or a good movie or a good song or anything is the ability to start one place and end in a completely different one yeah and i think 
to do that in a picture, that's a tall order. You know, that that's, is a tall that's hard order. to accomplish. Yeah. So just to give you another example, when I was looking at your pictures of the roller skating rink, yeah. you know, the captions aside, which only add to it. I mean, that mm-hmm. just adds a little of your own personality. Yeah. And I feel like the captions even oftentimes have nothing to do with the photographs in, in a way. Sure. Sometimes they're just random, you know. Well, and I was gonna, I was gonna ask you later on in the podcast. Um, do you come up with the captions way after the fact that you've taken the photo, or is that like on the spot? Oh yeah, fifty fifty. Okay, maybe maybe not even that much. Well, in the case of the of the roller skating rink, you know, you're looking at this abandoned roller skating rink, mm-hmm. and you're immediately taken back to that era when they were where everyone hung out. Oh you yeah, know, sure. Fucking disco music and couples only and the strobe yeah. light and you know some bad food being sold off to the side yeah you look at this and it's just it's water damaged and it's it's gone mm-hmm. to shit and there's skates just randomly tossed about and clearly people have gone in there to drink and, and oh, party yeah. a little bit and that to me tells a story it's like what the hell happened mm-hmm. first of all how did this place shut down what was going on when it was open yeah why is it in the state that it is now yeah. what's going to happen to it <laughs> you know what i mean like all of this to me is being conveyed as i'm just kind of looking at it like it when when i really stop and kind of stare a little bit mm-hmm. you know my the, maybe it's my mind that just gets triggered and like starts going down these pathways yeah um when you're out there taking the pictures mm-hmm what are you sort of going for? What are you thinking about? Like, are are you also wondering like what was going on here? Oh yeah, sure. I mean, when you go, um, to different places, you, you wonder what exactly did it look like? Kind of like you said, and, um, who came here, especially if it's a house, whose house is this? Yeah. You know? Um, and I like to go, I guess my, the thing that I like about going to those kind of places is that it's something you don't see in your, in your everyday life. If you, if you didn't look for it, you'd never find it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of abandoned places are actually very much right next to places that you would normally go, but they're tucked away or, or they're not inherently obvious. And, um, so it's interesting. It's like, you're taking a step into a whole nother world. Yeah. It's always, no, well, maybe not always, but usually very quiet and there's nothing happening there. So it's very still and it's is just it, a very interesting experience. Is it creepy? You ever get creeped out? Uh, a few times I have been creeped out. I've also run into people in places before and that can be a little, little creepy a little jarring. On, on who it is. Like meth heads? Um, definitely have run into, I, I've never seen anyone do drugs, mm-hmm. but I've run into some homeless people who were hanging out, uh, actually all of which were very cool. Yeah. Um, but I've also gone into some places where there was just like drug paraphernalia all over the place. And like, you're like syringes? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever run into, has there ever been a, a dangerous situation that you were just like, I need to be cool and just let this person know that I'm here to take pictures? Uh, I don't think that there's ever been an actual case like that for me personally. Yeah. Um, but maybe a few times where I, you know, I saw someone just knowing someone else that you don't know is there. You're, you you kind of think, Oh, like I, I have a camera at least. So they'll know that that's obvious what I'm there for. Hopefully. Yeah. And hopefully they'll be cool about it as well. Yeah. Um, I've run into a few like security guards yeah. And they usually ask, are you filming a scary movie? And I'm like, okay, this is going to be all right. I'm going to get out of this. <laughs> right. <one." laughs> right. 
Uh, I, I also think you don't really have that sort of imposing presence. Yeah, I'm frail. I'm skinny and frail. <laughs> yeah, well, I could relate to that. You, you see me and you're like, mm, this guy's yeah. just yeah taking pictures. He's skinny enough to be a meth head, but he's not. He's too well dressed. Yeah, he's got all his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. He right. Right. <laughs> so, and you mostly go during the day. Have you ever done anything at night? I have, and that's creepy. Yeah, that's always creepy. What? Uh, give me an instance. Where did you go? Um. There was one place uh, here in town, actually, that is, it's massive. There's like five buildings or, or more. I'm sworn to secrecy on what it is, okay. um, but... Who, who are you swearing secrecy to? Uh, so, so, when you do abandoned stuff, you find a lot of it on your own, but it, when you kind of become a, a member of that community, people will want to shoot with you, sure. and then they'll kind of get to a point where you'll trade locations and, and so, stuff so if someone showed it to me so there is a community of of photographers who specifically yeah. find these not an official but yeah no right it's sure yeah but uh but you guys look out for each other and right and you don't share the locations because you want them to be your own if if yeah if, if, i haven't had a lot of people ask me not to say something but uh um, it's an understanding yeah it's like well if I go and tell people, then I, this person may stop showing me locations, so it, it only, you know, will not benefit me, I yeah. guess, if that makes sense. No, it uh, totally does. And I think also with uh, regards to abandoned stuff, a lot of photographers don't like telling people where those locations are because you tell one person, that person tells someone, that person tells someone, and then before you know it, it's getting spray painted and vandalized yeah. and then... A lot of those places burn down, you know, things like that. If, and, and right. If everyone is using those locations to their yeah. advantage, then it uh, completely removes the sanctity yeah. of what you guys are using those places for. Sure. And in this particular place, there's, uh, there's no graffiti anywhere. There's yeah. no sign of like, there's no beer bottles or anything. Uh, which is very uncommon to find a, like an untouched abandoned place, yeah. especially one so large. Um, I've been there probably five times. Now we can't I, we can't say what this building used to be. That would be giving away oh, too much. Well, I don't know. I'm not. Well, it was a it, it was a technology related facility. Okay, that's fair. Um, Laboratory where they're. Were there's there, def uh, yeah there was were there mashed up animal species running around <laughs> yeah i wish it was Marano? that kind yeah. that would be great <laughs> go down a and maybe maybe in a, a part of it that i haven't seen yet there's you know some yeah animals in jars or something like that yeah, was there like a panda wolf hybrid just <laughs> roaming around like what the fuck is that there's like a virus like part of the facility still in operation all yeah. these years later <laughs> there's a vault that's sealed <laughs> like what's in that yeah actually this place is actually owned and and it's still some of the buildings are still in operation yeah so you do actually have to be pretty careful um, that somebody doesn't see you. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean they're in operation? People are still working there? Yeah. The company that ran it uh, went out of business and a new company purchased it. Yeah. Um, but that new company is not anywhere near the size of the previous company. So I would say probably 90% of the, the campus yeah. as it is uh, just went into disuse Okay. Uh, for a, quite a while, probably at least 10 years, maybe, maybe okay. a little longer. Interesting. What I'm starting to give clues as to what it. Yeah. Well, so that's why we're, we're, <laughs> I, I, I was going to pull back so yeah. that you don't reveal too much more. Right. Sure. Uh, what about uh, mental institutions? You ever. Yeah. Uh, there used to be a pretty good one here in town as well. Uh, Texas had some, some decent ones since they 
closed a lot of facilities uh, well, because yeah. well, those are they don't want to fund that, you know. Those are like hot commodities in, I guess, the abandoned photography oh, yeah, world. Sure. because And the good ones are, I mean, all the good abandoned anything is up, you know, on the East Coast uh, or, or kind of in that area. There's a, there was a nuclear power plant that people were going to and that too many people found out about it. Some guy went in there and, and he did like painted hands on the, the master control room okay. that was like totally untouched and cool looking. Yeah. And, uh, and that ruined it. Yeah. They locked that place down. Oh. Now there's security guards all over the place. And this and is here in Texas, the no, nuclear that, facility, that one, I have no idea where it is. Okay. I started to figure it out and then I saw that it got, um, shut down basically yeah, and shut down so i said oh, i won't bother with that one anymore yeah yeah what about prisons you ever find an abandoned prison because uh, unlike mental institutions those yeah. seem to be multiplying yeah instead sure of getting shut down yeah exactly um i have i don't think i've been to a prison i'm trying to think um I've been to a zoo. That's a prison That's for animals. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> uh, a sh- an abandoned zoo? Yeah. What did you find there? Uh, not a lot. It was a small zoo, but okay. I did find a monkey cage. Yeah. I took a recent um, picture with some, uh, I started to get into like nude stuff a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I still like the abandoned stuff. So I've kind of meshed those together. I'm wondering how the nude stuff ties into the zoo. Uh, it's just a good location. Okay. <laughs> and I put somebody in the monkey cage. So you, you took pictures of people who were nude. That's what you're, that's what you mean by that? Or was it? Yeah, they were nude. Okay. I didn't show anything though. No, no. I, yeah. It, it was, was tastefully done. It was I tasteful. get that. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, not porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although somebody once offered me to, to shoot porn. I'm sure they did. Yeah. And I. You're out there, brother. People are going to offer you all sorts of weird shit. I feel like I would do it. Not that there's anything wrong with shooting porn. No, not if they pay you. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but you went to the, the zoo and uh, nothing really special there. It was just. Yeah. I mean, in relation to the, the photograph, I wasn't really heightening the zoo as much mm-hmm. as finding that blend of like, I'm going to put a naked body in a place that you wouldn't find a naked. Well, hopefully you wouldn't find a naked sure. body. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was also, it's a very lush area. So I knew I could do something with nature and, and the human body. Yeah. Uh, that's all very new for me. So I don't know. It's an experiment, Yeah. you know, what which kind of goes back when you were talking earlier about, uh, people taking bad photos mm-hmm. i feel like that's like a, a good thing and a bad thing it's bad because they're not good photos yeah and with the access to technology you see them because now everyone has the ability to you don't have to get into an art gallery sure. or, or or actually print it you just upload it you could have an instagram account right um, and all of a sudden boom you're a photographer there you go uh coming from new york and i you know i only bring this up because that's my experience mm-hmm. but I, you know, the, the amount of photos, I can't look at another fucking picture of a train coming into a subway station. <laughs> I just can't do it. It's like, I know what you're uh, yeah. trying to capture. You're trying to capture the tired faces right. and the whole, this is the way life runs. The train yeah. comes in and then it leaves the station and you're either there or you're not and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it's like, yeah, enough. Yeah. Enough of that. I, I see a lot of um, 
pictures on Instagram that it's like a gimmick thing uh, where, and I don't, I, I don't know if anyone that I know is going to listen to this podcast. No I feel one like listens. I've made myself known to my feelings about these kinds of things. Yeah. But like well, we, see, we have, we only have six listeners and one of them is Jake Rowe. <laughs> so don't even worry about the audience that we're reaching. Um, Jake, I'm sorry about what I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, don't mention his name. It swells his ego. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like there's a lot of like, these things where you got your feet hanging off of the, the building, oh, you know, you're yeah. up at the rooftop. It's like, Oh, my feet are hanging off and you're wearing some special shoe. That's new. Sure. Uh, you're holding the crystal ball up and, or, and yeah. reflecting the image. Or the, uh, the girlfriend holding the boyfriend's arm. Yeah. And he's out of the picture. You know that one from oh, the, the yeah, perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. of the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my God. That one's a annoying. As yeah, well. <laughs> Scrabble. They're like, I got the Scrabble letters floating. Oh, right. <laughs> and when, it's all, it's always pictures. When you first see it, you're like, Oh, that's, cool yeah and then everyone does them and you're like that's ruined for me now yeah and and just uh, just so i could clarify like i don't have a problem with people you know who are just casually taking pictures and oh, posting yeah, yeah. them it's it's the people who assume this artistic perspective right and what they're doing to me is it's just you know you, you take a class and learn how to do this yeah so that you know what to capture it's not enough to just have art, artistic intuition yeah you also have to kind of know what you're doing yeah and you have to you have to be willing to think up an idea that you maybe have not seen before and do it sure and take a risk because a lot of people will post what everyone else is posting and and try to be yeah. try to fit in in that way but i also can see for me personally if i see a cool photograph i will go out and try to recreate that photograph mm-hmm. as a learning tool and sometimes i'll post it yeah and in that way i'm sort of copying you know maybe even stealing that person's idea but i think that that's you know maybe part of the process yeah you know i think so you see something you like you try to backwards engineer it or i I think i think just by continuing to do it as often as possible and trying Mm -hmm. to glean something new every time that even if even it's a bad experience yeah it's still a good thing to do yeah um sorry i keep grabbing this water what the hell is wrong with you (laughs) i'm like i'm gonna drink some more water now and i'm like i'm gonna have to pee well we're talking a lot feel free to drink as much as you want i'm drinking coffee here the chapstick works it really does you know you'd think that'd be something i would have picked up in radio is put on some chapstick yeah uh never did i never once it's for me it started as a superstition so it still is whenever i do Whenever I'm booked to do stand-up, whoever is on stage right before me, that's when I put uh, Blistex on. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know that it it doesn't add or, or... detract from results yeah a show is gonna go the way it's gonna go right sure but just in my mind it's like i need to it's like your comfort blanket i gotta lather up yeah i don't want to get uh sticky lips well i think uh the opposite of that not even the opposite i don't know why i said opposite um but just another possibility a lot of people uh will drink a bunch before they go up on stage booze or booze yeah yeah uh i've been down that road yeah sure uh i noticed that a lot in in uh when I'm doing improv and stuff, people, some people, not a lot, but some yeah. people will drink a bunch before they go on yeah. to cool the nerves or whatever. So, sure, yeah. so Blistex is a, that's my booze. Yeah. There you go. That's my drug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the Mount Everest of abandoned photography? What do you want oh, to take a picture of? It doesn't necessarily it. have sexy. to be a real place. It doesn't yeah. have to exist. Just mm-hmm. in your mind, what would be the ultimate in, locale 
Um, I'm definitely that nuclear power plant would have been pretty cool yeah. if I had been able to go there. That that's cool because of the anything that has technology in it, especially old technology, is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just places that have uh, good stuff in them. Yeah, if that makes sense. I, I've, at least half the places I find are empty or like not well you know, there's nothing really in there and that can be a little boring. Yeah. Um, unless you bring a person or something to, to take a picture of. Sure. But, uh, sometimes you find a place that's like the family just got up, left and everything is sitting as it was the day that they left. I found that a couple of times and that's, that's awesome. Yeah. The roller skating rink was kind of like that where the skates were out before we even took pictures. We got on the skates and just took a couple laps i know I, I we keep using that as an example because i think it was one of the most uh riveting things that mm-hmm. i had seen and i you know I, it's interesting because you mentioned a lot of the a lot of the uh, locations are on the east coast and i am kind of at dis- least the ones i see at least the ones on, that you see that that are really cool looking on instagram well and i and i guess because i'm not from here i'm yeah. i'm fascinated with the texas stuff yeah, that's sure. been abandoned yeah. um because it's a completely different mm-hmm. lifestyle that was happening in those places yeah you know um the roller skating rink be damned you know like i right. think there was one time you went into a a, a school that yeah. was gone that had been abandoned that was a cool one that was a really cool one and um you know it had all the same school shit that you see yeah in schools anywhere else in the country but just the fact that it was in texas yeah it, it just made my mind wander like oh what was what was going on in there why did a school shut down like right. what the <laughs> fuck happened <laughs> you know what happened in texas the government that's the that's the answer there yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's always what happens you can't afford rent or the government's just piling on but uh yeah that's great man uh the instagram is again is cult matoka Colt Matoka. C-O-L-T-M-A-T-O-C-H-A? Oh, Did I, get that right? I don't... C-O-L-T-M-A-T-O-C-H-A. We'll put it in the uh, the iTunes description <laughs> so people could find you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we didn't really talk about radio, but, well, you know, we don't have to. Radio is a dying, dying really industry. Is. That's why we're all doing this now. We're all doing, it up. we're all doing podcasts now. Yeah. Most of the people I know that went into radio with me are moving out of radio now you know i i'm always under the impression that like radio people fucking despise podcasts i don't think so no they they're all doing podcasts yeah some of them are yeah at least where i worked everybody had a podcast yeah and um did you did you know that i worked in radio shows have i mentioned that to you maybe but that did come as a surprise to me just now oh yeah i worked in when i first graduated college i was working in radio and uh I don't really, I haven't really kept in touch with anybody I knew back then aside from social media, but the impression I'm under is that people who work in radio and have worked in radio Mm -hmm. for a long time, there's something about that live element and that, you know, you're forced to have to think on your feet and keep things going and Mm -hmm. still make it engaging. And I, I think a lot of those radio people feel that podcast that that's removed Yeah, because you could have a plan going into both. Mm-hmm. But with podcasts, there's always that room for error that yeah. you could just remove right after. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely doing uh, a pre-recorded show in a way is kind of like that too, where it just doesn't have the same feel to it. When when the show's live and you have the guests, it's like, this is it. Yeah. When it's pre-recorded, then people are more uh, more interested in stopping the recording and restarting at this certain point yeah. or, you know, whatever. And um, 
I don't know. I, that it's less appealing to me yeah. on, on that end. Uh, but I think podcasts are, I don't know. I, I dig them. Uh, when you said people who've been in it for a while, that triggered, like made sense to me on, yeah. of course they would be less into podcasts, I guess. If that yeah, makes sense. Probably or less, less um, inclined to want to produce one and yeah. do one on their, like any radio DJ who leaves radio, maybe mm-hmm. like maybe just the talk show DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really see them starting podcasts after yeah. their talk show ends or after they get fired, which happens a lot in radio. Yeah. What I see them doing is, uh, starting their own online show. Yeah. You know, I hate to bring up his name as an example, but uh, Anthony from Opie and Anthony did that. Yeah, he did. And he just, he pulled the audience that he was able to um, amass mm-hmm. with the radio show onto onto his online show. Yeah. Um, he's a very grouchy old white man who <laughs> hates minorities, but, uh, you know, that's a, that's a whole different uh, podcast I had to a, discuss. I had a friend that was really into all of that and like into uh like women are bad and and they're out to get you and it's like man uh can we just hang out and not talk about any of that (laughs) also it's like how do you see things in such a black and white fashion that way that's what i don't get yeah that's where i that's why i that's why i think everybody's a hypocrite on some level sure because it's like oh you really you think all women are bad well like what about the one that wants to fuck you or what about your mom or you know what i mean like come on now you gotta, yeah. you gotta get to know people before you make a blanket statement or a sweeping generalization I feel like that's somebody who's like upset about something and they're seeking out a, a, a justification for them being upset to right. justify that it's not their fault yeah it's the outside world's fault it's, for it, it's them never being single or you know whatever it's, yeah it's never about everyone else it's yeah. always about the person yeah you know for a while I, I was very resentful of stand up comedy and comedians until mm-hmm. I realized no I'm not I, I just personally have a problem with it right now <laughs> and uh, it's up to me to get over that which yeah. I have now luckily but yeah. Uh, yeah the root of all those issues it goes both ways too like these you know on my Facebook feed not too long ago a, a bunch of uh, women were posting kill all men and they were hashtagging that and it's just like yeah you know that doesn't really help your cause very much mm-hmm. and it's not about men it's about you and something yeah. happened and we just want to give you a hug yeah <laughs> I think that uh especially the internet um everybody the most vocal people aren't always the the best uh spokesmen for a cause or or for yeah uh, would, you know anything really I would submit that the least that yeah that none of the most vocal people <laughs> like uh yeah I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but I mean it's always the people who very subtly make their point mm-hmm. and who are able to carry on a conversation instead yeah. of just shouting things yeah sure um and that again that goes for everyone yeah that's there's no one group or person or demographic that that doesn't apply to right um but anyway, before we get too into this, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's let's uh, let's wrap this up. What mm-hmm. uh, what's next for you on the docket? What do you got going on these days? Um, I've been uh, doing a lot of uh, improv. I, I uh, kind of took the idea of uh, doing photography every day. Why don't I do improv every day? So I've been trying to do that. Oh, cool! Um, and then I've started to do some sketch stuff. Yeah, and um, I've been lucky to find some people uh, in the community who really want to do weird stuff. And what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, I have a show coming up on uh, Friday and I'm going to be in my whitey tidies 
and I'll be covered what? in dirt. Okay. And uh, and we're going to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we <laughs> something, will. Something weird. That is know? weird. That is weird stuff, yeah, I yeah. suppose. Weird in a good way. Yeah. There's, you know, weird is not necessarily bad. No, it, I think weird is hilarious. Yeah. Would you take my picture? Yeah, not in I my would. tidy whities but just completely nude. Yeah, totally. Exactly. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never considered myself to be photogenic. I hate every picture that's taken of me. Really? Yeah, I uh, could take a good picture of you. Well, I, hey, challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, Colton, thank you very much for stopping by. Again, follow this dude on Instagram at Colt Matoka. That's mm-hmm. at C O L T. M-A-T-O-C-H-A. And, uh, you know, thank you for for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed our show, we are part of the Body Tape International Podcast Network. Spin by BodyTapeintl.com. Sample all of the fine programming that they post on that website. And if you enjoy our show, give us a drop us a line at RyanHasAPodcast at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for us, right? Absolutely. Let's go take some pictures. Let's go abandon some shit and then go take pictures of it. (laughs) It's a good day. Let's beat them to the punch. All right, everybody. We'll see you.